Live from Sherwood Forest, hour one of the Don Von Hessler Doctrine. Not the Don Hessler Doctrine. The Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. <laughs> you know, I'm just excited because uh, one day out from Iowa. Very exciting in talk radio land. Yes, it is. Remember, most of the country is completely ignoring this. We're the nerds who care here and in Iowa and everywhere else. Welcome to the Von Hessler Doctrine. I'm the aforementioned host. Eric Von Hessler. I have with me, I'm lucky enough to have with me, uh, the handsomest producer in producery, and I get to look at him for the next two hours. That's Jared Yamamoto. What's going on, Eric? Autumn Fisher is here. Hello. Good to have you. Very excited about um, finally figuring out if the Republicans are actually going to give Donald Trump what Donald Trump wants tomorrow. But this is how we start our show, like this. Like this. So, I say, so, we, so we start off with headlines so, right here. Uh, oh, are you? No, no, no. I will. We'll wait. We'll, we'll do it right. <laughs> headlines of the week. Yes. That's how we start our show, stumbling out of the blocks. Jared Yamamoto, hit me with some of the headlines. I think I gave you a sneak peek before we went. You kind of did right there. It is political junkie time right now, Eric, and that's because the Iowa caucuses are tomorrow. We've got three Democrats, one Libertarian, and 12 Republicans all up for, all up for, the, uh, for the nomination. Wow. That's exciting. <laughs> wow. 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 There's your future president, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. I watched, I guess the last shot that Iowa had to see their candidates was the Republican debate a yeah, few days yeah, ago. Yeah, on Thursday. Donald Trump decided not to participate because, of course, he's the king of the world, and he decides who the moderators are going to be. He decides. Uh, where he is and where he isn't. And, you know, it's uh, tomorrow. By the way, we're going to have Jamie Dupree on in the next hour, the best in the business on the ground to give us the, the lay of the land. We'll just speculate from here so far away. But, uh, you know, this is going to be a big deal on the Republican side because if Donald Trump wins Iowa, it looks like it's a runaway in New Hampshire. And you got to wonder if there's anything that can stop him at that point. If he wins Iowa, he wins New Hampshire, it's only scandal. I yeah, think the momentum will carry. You would think so. At that point, it would just be a matter of him being scandalized by something, and he seems to be scandal-proof. And so for me, uh, I'll be watching tomorrow, and this is going to be my point of view, from the uh, libertarian perspective that I hold. I'm just going to be looking to see, I'm going to be saying to myself, Wow! Are Republicans really <laughs> going to do this? Wow! I, I wonder if people at the last moment will... Pause and reflect on whether Donald Trump should be the standard bearer of the Republican Party. I've said before, I like Donald Trump as a personality. I'd he doesn't drink, so I can't have a beer with him, but I'd love to have a chat with him. I was a huge fan of Celebrity Apprentice, and I, ki I like what he's done to the race to a certain degree. I wish he was like third or fourth throwing bombs, you know, verbal bombs from the, from the back benches. But I have to say that uh, when he decided not to join the, the Republican debate because he didn't like the moderator, because he felt the moderator had been unfair in her questioning in a previous debate, this is my opinion. And whenever you have your opinion, you can't quite understand why everyone else doesn't agree with you. And I suffer from that as well. But my opinion is 
that that one act disqualifies him from being president of the United States based mm-hmm. on not policy, not based on the based on temperament. Do you really want your president to be that petulant? We have lived through seven years now of a petulant, thin-skinned president. And the idea that the Republicans are saying, oh, that worked for you? Look what we got. Even thinner skin and even more petulant. Do you really want a president who decides to pout? You know, one year in his presidency. Well, Angela Merkel, I didn't like the way that she treated me on that last phone call. So, you know what? Mm. I'm not going to the the European summit for X, Y, or Z. She's mean. Yeah, she's mean. And mm. she doesn't deserve to have an audience with President Trump. This is what I... I but I do wonder. I wonder if it's just a matter that his fan club is so ravenous that nothing, no behavior, anything that he does is going to rattle them from where they are. Because I really believe, number one, they want to break the Republican Party because there's a whole bunch of Republicans who hate the Republican Party. And number two, they want to break Washington. And that's something we can all understand because it hasn't really been doing all that great for us over the last, I don't know, 100 years. So (laughs) it might be a good idea to break Washington. I just don't know if it's this guy. So for me, I'll be looking and seeing if, if there's any surprises. You know, they always talk about surprises in Iowa. You see a Huckabee and Santorum. Whenever they show up on Fox News or whoever will have them, they're always talking about how they weren't close to winning three or four days before the Iowa caucuses, and then they won. What they leave out is they both won for one reason, and that was anything but Romney in two different election cycles. That's what they leave out. They didn't win. They were just the best anyone but Romney at the time. So if Trump goes in with this lead... I gotta believe he's gonna walk out with the with the victory. Well, what did you think of uh, both Santorum and Huckabee showing up at the Trump rally? You know, during the primetime GOP debate. I it's mean, nice to see people try out for the VP spot right there in front of everybody else. Is that what that's all about? I, I guess. I, I mean, I just that that rubbed me the wrong way. The whole thing rubbed me the wrong way. The idea that Donald Trump used used Wounded Warriors for his own personal campaign. You want to give a million dollars to Wounded Warriors? Give a million dollars to Wounded Warriors now, and I find out next year when you release your tax forms that you did it. He used the Wounded Warriors as part of his policy, and a couple a couple of groups didn't... Uh, didn't take part. Now they got six million dollars, and I guess that that helps, and that's great. But you know what? That's something that Donald Trump could have done on his own. You can give that money anytime you want to. I didn't like the whole spectacle. I think CNN should be ashamed of themselves for uh, showing portions of it because, all right, it's one of those things where I didn't, you know, that old canard about how I didn't object until they came for me. You know, that's yeah. a fellow reporter. Donald Trump basically put Fox News in a position that they could not back down from. There is no way that Fox News could have said, all right, Donald Trump, we're going to remove this moderator because you're demanding that this moderator be removed. And every reporter from every stripe in the country should have backed Fox News on that and not gotten involved with Donald Trump's circus. He didn't quite get what he wanted. Uh, the ratings went down a bit for the debate, but I don't think that he, what he really wanted, 
He really wanted CNN to cover the whole thing and wake up the next day and be able to say, look, their ratings were better than the uh, the, the Republican debate ratings. Yeah, it looks like the numbers now, that's 12 million watched the Republican debate and about 5. 5 million watched MSNBC yeah. and CNN because MSNBC covered it too. Yeah, MSNBC has no shame. So I don't, I, I still think, <laughs> I still think that CNN has a little bit of credibility left. You would think. And if you're a reporter at CNN and you're not seething at your boss's decision to get involved in that whole uh, circus, you should be ashamed of yourself because you can't possibly believe that Fox News should have backed off and given this uh, candidate what he wanted. You know what? When you're running for president, you answer questions from any damn person who throws them at you. And that's the way that it should be. And if you go back to Megyn Kelly, I'm not the biggest Megyn Kelly fan in the world, but if you go back to her original question, she was using his words that he had said in the question look that's the way that it goes that being said <laughs> i i don't i don't like the deba- i don't like the way the debates are now I, they're it's not, not very nice it's not very nice is it mr no. trump no it's not very nice i don't like the way the debates usa usa <laughs> usa all right mr trump all right i don't like the way the debates are structured now they're not really debates they are collective meet the press interviews is what they are. A, a debate to me should be somewhat boring. It should be somewhat dry. And if you can't handle it, get the hell out of the room and let the rest <laughs> of us decide who the president's going to be. Uh, now debates are, yeah, like I said, just a collective interview. For me, this is the way a debate should go. You got seven people on stage. Here's one question. All seven of you answer that question. Here's question number two. All seven of you answer that question. That's a debate. That's how we know it, how the fifth person feels about what the first speaker said. But we can't know that. We just get a couple of people uh, put at odds with each other because of something they said, and then you resolve that interview question. And I don't know where we got to this. I don't, I don't know why it can't just be a real debate. You know, I got news for you. I'm sure the Lincoln-Douglas debates were boring as hell. <laughs> it was like four and a half hours out of the town square. And it was probably 80 degrees. But people stuck around because we didn't have reality television or Nintendo to distract people. So it was actually a good time for all, I guess. So I'd like to see better debates. But let me, uh, we got to go for a break here. Before that, I'm going to tell you this. After Donald Trump did what he did, if you are still a fan of Donald Trump, welcome. You are now a member of the Goon Squad. You are now a member of the Goon Squad. Uh, More when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. Oh, welcome back. WSB's Kirk Mellis predicting a high around 67, and that translates to a solid 8 on the Mellis meter. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. Sorry, I'm distracted by the Rolex 24 at Daytona. My, my friends at Magnus Racing are leading their uh, their particular class. So. That's great. Wow. God, I, th- thank you, Hillary. Wow. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, you know, before we go on with headlines, uh, with with Iowa tomorrow, you know, we, we, we often talk about how, you know, the system is broken and we don't like the way politics is and we don't get maybe the presidents that we want. And no one ever challenges this system that we have. No one ever says, well, is this working? 
with Iowa going first with their caucuses. I find, I can't wait till it's over because I find the Iowans to be very arrogant, you know, and, and I don't know that they do such a great job, even from the Republican side. I don't know how long it's been since they've actually, since, since the eventual nominee actually won Iowa. Right, because right? they, pick, they picked Santorum and Huckabee in the yeah. last two election cycles, and I can't yeah, remember and that, the one that before. That wasn't anything but Romney vote both times. Right. I mean, they even toyed with Michelle Bachman. Michelle Bachman. Bachman. Look her up these days. She's, she's talking about how the apocalypse is nigh, and we have to convert <laughs> as many Jewish people to Christianity as possible. So they were toying four years ago with Michelle Bachman, and I'm just not so sure that uh, Iowa really has their finger on the pulse of what happens. It seems to me that Iowans, they feel that their job is to report to the other Republicans uh, who's the best Christian. That seems to be their thing. This time they're going for Trump, who's a phony on that. But, you know, they're all Christian. They're all church-going people. But uh, Iowa seems to think it's their job to let everyone know who goes to church the most, <laughs> not who's going to be the eventual nominee. And did you watch the uh, Republican debate last Oh, of time? course, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to ask Autumn because she hates the world. So I'm not going to ask her what? if she watched the Republican debate. But we, although we, Totally watched it. We will soon get into <laughs> reality programming, and Autumn is going to be the expert. Uh Am I the only one who noticed the goofy audience behind the moderators mugging for the cameras? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was it was kind of a hostile crowd too. I mean, each I don't think they should be able to applaud whenever right. whenever an answer well, they get is favorable. Uh, applause, applause is fine, but acting like you're in front of the window of the Today Show is not fine. And during the debate, there are people like sticking their heads out, going, "Hey, <laughs> hey, look, I'm on TV." <laughs> Television! These are the people? These are the people who are going to set the tone for the rest of the country? Who decided that Iowa goes first? I'm going to ask Jamie Dupree the 2 o'clock hour. Who made this decision? And to be fair, in 2000, they did vote George W. Bush as, no. the, as the winner then in, okay. I, in Iowa. So. Yes, that's true. But I think, I, I don't know the numbers, but if you look at it over the last, I don't know, it's that's a rarity. Yeah, that's no, that's rarity. like the only time in the last 10 I mean, years. They'll always do it if the, if the Republican is holding office. You know, but uh, they'll, they'll, usually they'll they'll do it then. But I mean, look, this time around, if uh, if Trump gets it and then he wins New Hampshire, I don't know that there's any stopping him. So they may be on the uh, the right the right path this time around. Although I I think that's just going to be because I you know what I I think that Donald Trump can beat Hillary Clinton. We haven't even gotten to the email stuff, which we'll get into a little bit later. This is a broken candidate. I mean, Hillary very well might lose Iowa. She's going to get creamed in New Hampshire. <laughs> right, Hillary? You're going to get creamed in New Hampshire. Listen, I don't know about any email. I don't. I barely know how to make an email. Wow. <laughs> That's right. I agree with myself. So you could have Donald Trump against Bernie Sanders, and it'll be a <laughs> slam dunk. All right. When we return, Autumn Fisher's got uh, a little segment we call WTF. That's on the other side. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And in this Sunday's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, look for an investigation that reveals the questionable connections between a local doctor and the dozens of patients who died of drug overdoses while under his care. If it's Sunday, it's time for... 
to pick up your Sunday AJC. And also this note, it's crunch time in the campaign, and WSB will have in-depth coverage of Iowa Monday and Tuesday, led by the great Jamie Dupree's behind-the-scenes reports, all-day coverage of Iowa, News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. That's where you're tuned right here, right now. And Jamie Dupree uh, will be on at uh, 2.06, right, Jerry? That's right. Let us, uh, is he going to be coming from a Donald Trump rally? Yes, yes, he's going to be broadcasting in the middle of a Donald Trump rally. So it'll I be hope he's not going to have to whisper. Sometimes on the news, you have to whisper <laughs> when they're at the rally, not to upset the people around. But I imagine that rally is so raucous that he'll probably have to scream to get his points across. Probably. Uh, welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That voice you just heard is Jared Yamamoto. That giggle you just heard is Autumn Fisher. How dare and you? Autumn, we're going to go to uh, WTF in a moment, but I do want to get, because I bashed Republicans so much in the first half hour, I want to get to this one more story uh, from headlines. Yeah, Jared. it's kind of the never-ending escapade here. So the Obama administration has confirmed for the first time, the keyword, the first time that Hillary Clinton's home server contained, home email server contained closely guarded government secrets and now they've censored 22 personal emails. They so. will not They will not let anyone see these emails. They are now, top secret. Now I know wow, they're... Wow, these yeah. guys are jerks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so... The difference here, because this gets all muddied, and the Clintons love it. The, this is what Clintons do. They they muddy the waters so much that people get confused, and they might not think there's really much difference here. The difference here is that this is the State Department. When it comes to these 22 emails, this is the State Department saying that they will not release these because they're of such a sensitive nature. When you're Secretary of State, you are the head of the State Department. So this is her own department that she ran within the same administration that she was the Secretary of State saying, no, we just cannot allow. There's too much sensitive information, which makes people wonder, you know, are there names in there? Are there double agents? Do we have, do we have double agents inside of jihadi groups that would be revealed? A lot of these, the FBI is running a large part of this investigation, and some of this stuff is so secret, they don't have the clearance to look at it. So... Again, it's like the Donald Trump people. I think the Hillary Clinton people, they've just gone beyond this. And even even uh, Jared here. Yeah, it's old news. You know, I, I'm how just, is it old news? No, when it's uh, the okay. State so, Department? so 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 here here here's where my frustration comes out of it. Okay, if as a re, as a Republican out there, I think that you've got to beat Hillary on the issues. This is just yeah. uh, she's a she's a sneaky snake, for lack of a better term, and and she can squirm out of this. She'll find a way out of this. That's what the well, Clintons what she's doing. doing. What? Yes, go ahead, Hillary. Guys, I mean, so I have a couple of important high security emails in my Gmail account. Big deal. <laughs> You're saying it's just no big deal. You know what she's doing, and it's again, it's a, it's very Clinton-esque, is she's now calling for the State Department to release these 22 emails. That's right. Bring yeah. it on. But you know that they can't, and you know that. Well, they that's not my fault. <laughs> so you don't mind if, like, some double agent is revealed in these uh, emails, as long as they're not going to. It's fine. Just leave it alone and let <laughs> me become the first female president of the United States of America. That's what matters, huh? right? Right. And Hillary is a fundamentally flawed candidate as it is. If Republicans can't what? beat her on the issues, this then is, this is not Republicans. This is the FBI. This is the State Department of the. The administration that she worked for. They're out to get me, Eric. <laughs> You're falling for her lying that this is all political. If it was all political, the State Department would just cover it up. What's that? <laughs> wow. Wow is right. And, there, 
And very quickly, uh, before we get to WTF, the wow was wow. from somebody <laughs> suggesting that uh, she put Barack Obama on the uh, Supreme Court. And uh, let's hear that. Can we hear that one, that, that full thing? It was at a town hall, I believe. You know, you have that one? If not, it's, it's fine. Uh, somebody wow, su- great idea. Yeah, somebody <laughs> suggested that Obama be on the Supreme Court. The next president will probably uh, appoint several members of the Supreme Court. Would you consider appointing, um, appointing Obama? <laughs> wow, what a great idea. Nobody has ever suggested that to right. me. Wow. I, I would certainly take that under advisement. That was a great non-answer. I mean, he's, he's brilliant, and he, he, can, he can set forth an argument, and he was a wow. law professor, so uh, he's got all the credentials. Wow. Let me tell you wow. something. Barack Obama has no interest in being on the Supreme Court. Let me tell you what Barack Obama wants to do. Oh, well, then let me invite him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Great idea. He, he wants to retire and be Barack Obama. Do you know what a cool retirement it's going to be to be Barack Obama? He is going to get the best table at every great restaurant. For Up the in rest- Nashville? Yes. Every, the rest of his life, he'll go to Hollywood. He can hang out with the A-list stars. He'll go to, and he'll be with the big music stars. He can do the Jimmy Carter, I'm helping people thing. Let me tell you what, Barack Obama does not want to leave the White House after going gray there, like all presidents do, and then turn around and get a lifetime appointment on the Supreme Court and work there until the day he dies. He does not want that. Wow. Thank you. I've put that one to bed. Now it's time for this. What the? What the? What the? Seriously, what the? WTF. Finally. Thank you, Autumn. Hey, don't don't complain about it. Give us our WTF stories for the week. Sure. So I have a couple shocking, shocking stories. All to right. Start Shock off us. With. It turns out. Wow. That's right. She's gonna freak out because it turns out if you mix Mountain Dew with racing fuel, that it's probably not a good idea. It's not so healthy. I'm imagining it's, it's not, not healthy. It's not going to be healthy, and it's pretty deadly, actually. So these teens uh, were doing this. They called it dew shine, which is a problem already because Mountain Dew was, is already a word for moonshine. Right. Well, well, I know. They also have a product actually called dew shine, which I'm guessing is not the mixture <laughs> of Mountain Dew and racing fuel. Oh, the people at Dushine hate this story. Oh, no. I guarantee you that that is gone. Whatever, yeah. whatever amount of Dushine is left in the stores now, you might, if you're a collector of soda pop, are there soda pop collectors out there? Go collect that because I'm guessing that name is going to change real quick. So what happened? So these teens, I guess, uh, thought that because this uh, racing fuel contains alcohol, that I guess they could drink it and get high from it but um it turns out ingesting just two to eight ounces of this it's actually methanol and uh you could die from it which some teenagers did unfortunately so one died one died one's in the hospital i don't know if the one in the hospital two are in the hospital two or two have died um so this is uh you know when you're young uh, so they're 16 or something i guess Mm -hmm. you you befriend somebody who's 22 you give them money and they go in and buy you liquor. This is the way that it's supposed to be done. There's really no need. There's no need to be creating your own kind of liquor in this world. Liquor that is, you know, it's going to do what it does, but it's safe as liquor, is available 
around. I'm not suggesting that you do it, although I do think it's better than mixing Mountain Dew and racing fuel together. You know, I it's first of all, people kids have died here and I don't wanna I don't you know, when right. you when you lose your life because you've done something stupid, you've paid the ultimate penalty and people really shouldn't go around dancing around and, and saying I told you so. So I I get that. Also the other side of it is Every anybody who makes it through their teen years, by the time you get to your thirties, you start looking back and begin to wonder why you didn't die seven times, given the idiotic things that you've done. And it's unfortunate that some people do actually succumb to, you know, the the the, the teenage brain. From what I understand, there's actually a part of it that does not solidify until your early twenties in your brain. This is a true thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that part of your brain that doesn't solidify has to do with consequences from your behavior. So no teenager ever really thinks about death. No, no teenager really believes it could happen to them or anything along those lines. And that's what makes those years so tr- you know, tragically dangerous. But uh, I don't know why people feel like uh, taking an additive that you put in your car and putting it in your body isn't going to be, you know, it's like the rappers with what they call it, the Sizzurp. Sizzurp. What is Sizzurp? Purple drink. Purple drink. What is that? It's like NyQuil and. Uh, yeah, it's all and about the buzz, Richard? Eric. It's all about the buzz. You're what? What? You're, you're, you're sitting in a chair and you, no one can even, you can't even communicate with anybody? That's not a buzz. A buzz is New Year's Eve, a little champagne, bubbles in the head. Hey, let's dance a little bit. Put a lampshade on your head. That's a buzz. A buzz is not sitting in a chair over in the corner, catatonic, not able to relate to anyone around you. I'm looking at Jared, and he's like, well, you know, I've had some good nights like that. Uh, no comment. Uh, so it's yeah, a- Jared doesn't want to remember the night. So and here's- that, that, that's how you know it's a good night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I don't know what happened last night, bro. Here's your PSA. What do we even do? Here's your PSA for all the teens out there. Don't mix anything and racing fuel and put it in your body. Okay? Simple. I don't know, I don't know why we have to say this, but I'm going to take the time to say this. You know, and then I'll get in trouble when I say, you know, find someone who's 23. Let them help you out. So you'll at least well, stay if alive. Going, if, if the choice is mixing racing fuel and Mountain Dew, first of all, that sneaking should... something out of your parents' liquor cabinet, yeah. sneak it out of the liquor cabinet. But let's say that that should never be the choice because no, no one should be. ever think I'm going to put racing fuel in my body. <laughs> and you know what? I'll, I'll win the race, perhaps. Not only will it not hurt me, I'll win the race. So kids, just don't do it. That's your public service announcement. A couple more WTF stories when we return. WSP's Kirk Mellish is predicting a high around 67. That translates to a solid 8 on the Mellish meter. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. Um, one programming note, stick around at 2.06. Jamie Dupree will join us from a Trump rally in Iowa just uh, one day before the actual caucusing, the caucusing, can't say voting, the caucusing begins. But until then, Autumn, hit me with one more WTF story. Sure. So uh, your own personal favorite science guy, Bill Nye, wants Bill. NASCAR to see. I know, he's your nemesis. What an idiot. He wants NASCAR to switch to electric cars. I do not like Bill Nye, the science guy, and I do love racing. Matter of fact, still following the Rolex 24, my, uh, the Magnus Racing Team, my friends, in second, a solid second place in their class, but that's neither here nor there. I love racing. 
I can't stand Bill Nye the Science Guy. But it might surprise you to know that there is something in what he's talking about. Now, he's a zealot, so he wants it to happen by next season or something. And it's not going to happen that way. But I was thinking um, a couple weeks ago, because I, I think about racing a lot in my spare time, and I wonder as vehicles change, you know, not only do we have Uber now, but when you talk about the driverless vehicle, right? Yeah. And then we get to a situation where people don't even really buy cars so much as just order a driverless vehicle from Uber that comes and picks you up, drops you off, puts you. We may in the future have a completely different relationship with our vehicles. And at what point does watching NASCAR look like something from your grandfather's era? Like, we don't even see cars like that. We don't even see models like that. So although Bill Nye, the science guy, is a zealot and wants this to happen overnight and wants it to happen because he thinks the Earth's about to blow up or something, uh, he's got there's something there that over time, even NASCAR will have to figure out how to continue to be relevant to what the vehicle relationship is with people because uh, NASCAR, unlike Formula One and Indy and m many of these other, it's stock car racing. What they used to say is uh, win on Sunday, sell on Monday. The reason Toyota and Ford and these other makes Chevrolet get in there is because if you love Jeff Gordon and he keeps winning, maybe you go to the showroom and you buy that model. Now we all know the model on the floor looks nothing like the make that's in that's that's being uh, driven around a NASCAR track, but that's they've slapped the names on there. Toyota puts Camry on there, and Chevrolet puts their make on there. So it's always had that sort of relationship. So if you get to a point where the cars, the vehicles that we use have no connection whatsoever to what's winning on Sunday, I think over time that does hurt NASCAR because we don't expect that from Formula One. We don't expect those cars to look like the cars or have anything to do with the cars that we buy. So you just have the Toyota Prius, you know, the Prius stock car right you, there. I, you know, it may be coming. And it's, it's because I think over time we will have more of that going on. I mean, certainly uh, the electric car is in its infancy now. And so I don't even know if it's so much electric, but what I'm saying is Bill Nye, the science guy, who is an idiot, may have stumbled on to a little something here in the sense that stock car racing is going to have to figure out how to continue to be relevant in a world where the relationship with our vehicles is changing. Right, and what about the noise factor, too? I mean, oh, could you imagine? horrible. Half of the fun of going to a stock car exactly. race is hearing like, and there's no noise made by electric cars. Just like, oh. You just hear the tires. I gotta listen to the idiot sitting next to me in the stands the whole time? I don't this want is so that. much better. <laughs> pass, pass the wine. Another Chardonnay? Yes. But uh, don't confuse anything here. I still think Bill Nye, the science guy, is a complete moron. But guess who's not a moron? We have a genius. We have the best in the business on the ground in Iowa, Jamie Dupree, when we return. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.